When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to the Donna and Steve show on my talk. 1071 Everything Entertainment with DJ Rock Lobster. He's there. We're here live at the Minnesota State Fair. Let me explain. It's chilly. It's a little chilly out here. No kidding. Um, so let's go back to CinemaCon for a moment, okay? Sure. CinemaCon, it used to be called Show West, and the year that I was there, I think it was like 2012, let's say, and you go to a Las Vegas hotel, and it's at Caesars Palace this year, I believe, and uh, you go to a uh, like a Las Vegas hotel, and then they have just one of their big rooms where you would have a wedding reception sure. or something like that. Yeah. And like so, a ballroom. Like a ballroom, mm-hmm. yep. And then the ballroom is all cleared out, and they have a bunch of individual stations. So there are black curtains. Imagine you have, like, black curtains that are squaring off individual studios, so to speak. Yeah, So you it. have E&One, sure. Entertainment Tonight, yada, yada. And at the time, I worked for Reels, which was a, a, a really movie-centric network at the time. So we were pumped. And what was so cool about that experience was... Usually at a movie junket, you go. There's a celebrity who's waiting in a room. Mm-hmm. One person goes in from the New York Times, and then mm-hmm. the New York Times guy walks out, and then the LA Times lady walks in. And it's mm-hmm. just the celebrity stays in the hotel room that mm-hmm. they make look like this studio, and it's just one reporter after another. I'm really convinced of this. This has only happened maybe three or four times in my career. There is something different about the dynamic when the celebrity comes to you. I was just going to say, I've never experienced that. I've seen celebrities with their handlers mm-hmm. just go from table to table to table. Oh, to table, interesting. You know, because there's obviously in radio, there's a bunch of radio stations set up. Like Radio Row situation. Yes, and okay. it's live. I mean, and there's a hundred radio stations. And they oh, interesting. go, and if a spot opens up, then they bring them to that spot and... Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Well, so that's the dynamic that generally you don't have on the red carpet. You know, it's just everybody's out there. When you are in your own space and then somebody pulls the black curtain open and you're waiting. It's like confession. Boom, here comes somebody (laughs) in. So I remember that year. I I don't know if I remember the movies exactly, uh, but one of the big names was Jennifer Lopez. She was there. And then you're just waiting, and then you're peeking out of the curtain, and you're thinking, is Jennifer Lopez about to come in? Is she, oh, she's moving. I think we should get ready. And then you're making sure you're camp- you've got to be set and ready because you've got like four minutes, and you, yes. it's not like we're going to turn the camera on and see if the focus is right. You've got to be ready to roll. But there was something that made the whole interview feel so much more comfortable, almost like a late-night talk show. You know how they come out to sure. Jimmy Fallon, they come yes. out to Colbert. You just feel like you have a little more 
power of the in upper the hand. Yeah. Yeah, I guess in some <laughs> weird way. And so and they were all so lovely. So I remember they they bring open the black curtain and then boom, when J Lo walks into a small room that you were waiting in, mm-hmm. it is quite you sense some real celebrity mm-hmm. presence. Mm-hmm. And of course there was a chemistry, right? I mean oh, that's God. where human beings right. were in a room. Uh. It's fine. She was lovely. Then I remember uh, uh, Zach Galifianakis, he came in, and this was fresh off of uh, The Hangover. He was so funny. So, I mean, unbelievably funny from the beginning to the point where he said, do you mind if I just interview you? Because he was so sick of doing press. That's and he cute. said, he said, we don't care. You don't care what anybody says. You, like you care what the girls from Sex and the City are going to say. And I said, no, 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 I'm about to, I'm about to talk to them. They're, they're coming in next. And he was saying, we're all just, you know, vapid pieces of bleep. <laughs> and he was just really roasting celebrity culture. And then three of the ladies from Sex and the City come in to the little room that I'm in. And they pull back the black curtain. And instantly, Sarah Jessica Parker, full of just love and charisma. And she's just so lovely in person. Seems so nice. So intentionally kind so she comes up who do we have cynthia nixon comes up who's the other one something davis uh uh kristen davis comes up she's there kim cattrall not there so it's those three ladies because they hate her i think it was (laughs) (laughs) i think it was sex in the city too uh, what they were there for that or the first movie i don't know who cares anyway they all come up to me and my dream comes true donna what do i want people to think about me uh that you're good looking that i smell good oh okay so what happens? Sarah Jessica Parker comes Hi. over to me, gets right up into me, and she says, oh, you smell good. And then she damn near sniffs my neck, like almost nose on neck, breathes in, Stevie Boy, in this moment, and says, what are you wearing? And I tell her what I'm wearing, and then she says, doesn't he smell good? And then it's, I don't remember the rest of the interview. I don't even know if I asked the question. Nothing else matters. Nothing else matters after SJP is talking about the scent. Uh, But it's a very very exciting time, and here's what it's all about. All of these opportunities that you get, obviously it's good press for them and for their projects that are coming out, but they are also there, especially in years past, and I bet even more now, to woo the movie exhibitors. So all of the theater chains that are out there, these celebrities are going out to be in front of a room filled with AMC theater owners and independent theater owners sure. to say, we love that you put out our movies. Because each cinema gets to decide what they put out. Sure. And so it's a way for the owners of these theaters to get this interaction with these big stars. I think The Rock was there too. I don't know. Did you have coffee? Not since <laughs> earlier today. And I still need my talks. Anyway. Well, I was going to tell you about Spike Lee, but... Doesn't matter, you know. 11, 11. Doesn't matter. Do your own research. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you guys out there, if you want to learn more about Spike Lee, log on to the internet. It's amazing. We're here to talk about us. Thank you. <laughs> no. uh, in fact, I, I you no, know I what? could tell you about it coming up. How about after the break? We got a little news on Spike Lee. We have a little news on the Pioneer Woman, Reed Drummond. Food Network oh. is taking a page out of the Hallmark playbook. Oh no. It's exactly what you're thinking. We'll tell you about it when we come back. It's Donna and Steve live from the Minnesota State Fair. Just like that, we're back at the Minnesota State Fair. Donna and Steve, my talk 1071, everything entertainment. Steve, you had a story, I believe it was yesterday, about Spike Lee 
he's got a docuseries. Yep. Uh, I believe one episode is already out. It's yeah, it's a four-part docuseries on HBO. And it's uh, on the uh, on 9-11. Uh-huh. It's about 9-11. 20-year anniversary is this September. I you can can't believe that. even believe it. Um, but he had an included in, I, I guess each episode has two parts. Mm-hmm. And in one part of the last episode, he included some people who had conspiracy theories about how the... Twin Towers came down, yes. and they were suspicious because... They that- didn't think that jet fuel and the subsequent flames get hot enough to melt steel. Mm-hmm. That's the conspiracy theory. So then that conspiracy theory points you in the direction of it was a setup. These were brought down, but not by the planes. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he said that he included that in the episode because he has some of the same questions. Sure. Well, now it looks like he's going back, and he put out a statement. Um, he's going to re-edit after that backlash huh. that you talked about. He said, I'm back in the editing room and looking at the eighth and final chapter of uh, his, what is it called? New York City Epicenters, Epicenters 9-11. 9-11. To 2021 and a half. Yeah, it's a weird title. Yeah, we're okay, gonna let it slide. Like, whatever. Okay. Okay. Um, so he he said this in a press screener's update regarding the fourth episode. That's where it is, uh, and each episode has two chapters. So he's basically he's saying, "Hey, do me a favor. Wait until you see it before you judge it." Sure. So at, at least he's listening, you know, and saying, "Hey, you know, that's really." insensitive to the families of the victims of 9-11 but we'll see well it's funny to watch this his quote yesterday was uh that he gave the new york times was like i'm standing by it people said i was uh he was rattling off movies there one movie he put out people said he was anti-semitic another movie that he put out people said he was a misogynist and he said he's dealt with all this backlash before and he said i'm just gonna keep doing it I'm here four decades later, mm-hmm. uh, but clearly an about face. Yeah, uh, yeah. One day later. Okay, we'll see. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch that. I'll get back to you tomorrow. Do I think you I'll watch that tonight? I don't think you will. You don't know me. Do you know who the Pioneer Woman is? Yes, I'm aware of her, but I I never watched her. Okay, so the Pioneer Woman uh, is Reed Drummond, big big Food Network star. She's lovely. Everybody loves her. She's so approachable. She's just great. She's just got tons and tons of fans. Well, she's going to be starring. Well, starring might be a little aggressive. She has her first acting role in an upcoming Food Network Christmas movie. Food Network, taking a page out of Hallmark's playbook. Oh, no. This is going to premiere on Discovery Plus Mm. in November, of which Food Network is a part of. Sounds cheesy. Let me tell you the title. Oh, God. Candy-coated Christmas. Come on. Sounds sweet. That's a Dolly Parton song. Oh, my gosh. We got people are getting psychotic (laughs) out here. Hecklers for Christmas. Got a couple of Scrooges front row here. Uh, it's called Candy Coated Christmas. Reed Drummond will be in her first acting role. And uh, she is going to be... The movie will star an actress, Molly McCook, who is from Last Man Standing as a woman who returns to her hometown to cash in on her mom's old house until she gets to know the family that's renting the place. Mm. 
and makes other friends around town. Reed Drummond is going to play the owner of a bakery who befriends Molly's character. An executive at Discovery Plus said, quote, Food Network fans live for the holidays, so creating a Christmas movie is an exciting way to expand our offerings. We've created the kind of Christmas movie that only we can. Mm. Come on, man. Why don't you watch it and tell me how it was? I would watch this. I can really drink in a, a Hallmark Christmas movie. I sometimes forget to, but I love... There's a comfort in a really predictable plot, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. Like a girl comes home and then she falls back in love with her high school boyfriend, runs into him at a bar. Who she has really uh, like a lack of chemistry with at first, (laughs) right? It's always really angsty. Yeah. And there's no way I'm going to like you. You know, kind of like you've got mail. Yeah. With Tom Hanks and very Meg Ryan. Very predictable, very enjoyable. You know where it's going? Some of these, some movies are blankets, and Christmas movies are just blankets. Well, it's like a song. You know, you know where the song's going. You get it. You get it. Christmas songs, especially. Oh, boy. I'm pumped for those. No, oh, except for that Christmas shoot. Okay. Boy, is that a that's big a, No, it's, that's, a sweet, that's a sweet song. Mm. Isn't there a good meaning behind the Christmas shoes? Is it based on a true story or something? I think it's based on a book or a movie. I think that maybe we should like this. No. <laughs> Let's go off topic. Not top- going to happen. Okay. Off topic here for a moment. Okay. Um, since good. we're talking about uh, Christmas here in the middle of August. Oh, by the way, I think we're only 121 days away from Christmas. Thanks, Steve. I think that's right. That's scary. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Um, what is your least favorite Christmas song? Would you go with Christmas shoes? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I always go with the one. Oh, gosh darn it. I always forget the name of it. It's terrible. Oh. It is so bad. Dominic? No, no. I like, I like <laughs> Dominic, Dominic the, the Christ- Italian Christmas donkey. I love that. <laughs> That's a good one. No, you remember the one? Come on, Rocco. You know this. Okay. It's like an Irish drunk pub song. Oh, come on. Song. Grandma got run over by a reindeer. In the drunk tank. The the Pogues. I mean, it's the Pogues. What the heck is the Uh, name of that song? It's terrible. Rocco played it. It sucks so hard. It's so bad. Yeah, and it starts. You're scaring me. Um, What you're saying, Rocco, and it's so bad. You know, it's a really good Irish Christmas song. I've had people tell me, by the way, that it gets good by the end, that the meaning of that Pogues holiday song. Is good by the end of it. I mean, okay, great. I tell you, um, What's the name of that? Fairy Rocco? Tale of New York. That's it. Play oh, okay. a little bit, so no, Donna has to it. edit it out. Okay. Oh, Lord help me. <laughs> I don't. I'm not doing the editing today, so oh, I don't okay. care. Turn us up. Pump this jam. <laughs> All right. See now, was... I kind of feel like I'm starting to like it a little. Yeah, it's Christmas Eve. Well, you're drunk easy. Tank. I don't know. I think I'm changing. I think I'm nearing a midlife crisis. Yeah, me too. And it How felt did you nostalgic. know Christmas God. was 121 days away? That seems really random. Is it? Can we confirm that? Is it 121 well, days away? Well, today's the 26th. Oh, it's not going to work like that. I mean, there's 31 days. Have yeah, okay, November. in August. Um, I think it is that many days till Christmas. October. I saw someone had an Insta is, story yeah. the other day. 121 days. That seems right, a little 121 days till Christmas. It was because I saw somebody post an Insta story two days ago. It said 123 days. All right. I'm not right. like Rain Man. 
There's not untapped potential up here. I'm going to okay. dump some toothpicks on the floor no. and see if you know how many uh, there two, are. 234 right. till Easter, 66 till Halloween. Now we're talking. Yeah. Five days till my birthday. Yay. Oh! oh we're going to nice. play a game when we come back. You're not going to play, but you can play along at home. Yeah, play along. It's going to be Throwback Thursday Music Trivia. It is the 70s edition. Next. Hi. Hey, Steve. Hey, buddy. Hey. How's it um, going? It's going really well. Uh, a quick programming note. Coming up today at 3 o'clock on Channel 5, 5 Eyewitness News, Twin Cities Live is going to broadcast live from the State Fair. So we're excited to head over there. They have a new setup for our building this year. Uh, it's kind of like a socially distanced patio party is how they've set it up. But we're uh, we're pretty pumped to be able to be out there. And, uh, and I think it's going to be, I think, in the middle of a storm, which feels like that could be exciting. Because hmm. you know what makes your adrenaline get going? A storm. An internal thought of, will I get electrocuted? Yep, pretty on much. television. And so, yes. Um, we'll do that, which we're looking forward to. a lot to. of metal yeah, there's a lot of metal. All right. Do you remember a few years ago? Mm-hmm. It was two years ago. Oh, my gosh. It was raining like crazy, and it seemed like lightning struck five feet in front of us. It was so bleeping loud. S- scary. And then I think we went and did a couple of segments inside of the building. We did. We went full You're diva right. and said, yeah, we're not going to. You're right. We're going to go in there now. No, scary. Hopefully We're okay, though, Rock, Rocco. We survived. Thanks. Thank you, Rocco, so for your concern. Yeah, <laughs> okay, so I have an update here that Page Six just put out um, an article on that Tom Girardi, uh, Erica Jane from Housewives of Beverly Hills uh, franchise, on how much his firm own, owes. Okay? okay? So, you know, he's in trouble for stealing money from victims of fire and and plane crashes. Yeah, people who got settlements after terrible things happened in their life or the life of their loved ones. Yeah, so he's accused of that. And right now he has what they're saying is late stage Alzheimer's. So he's Hmm. never going to be on the stand. He's never going to be able to take the stand. But his law firm is over... $101 $101 million in debt. Wow. So. Holy Pete. He was disbarred earlier this month. He lost his license to practice law uh, earlier this year. But the trustee overseeing his bankruptcy case found that the firm has $101 million in total liabilities. This is coming from court documents. And... It's not looking good at all. This oh, is man. terrible. Um, no, I hadn't heard about this late stage Alzheimer's. Well, so, I think because what, has Erica Jane spoken about that? She said that he his mental capabilities have significantly declined. Sure. She he was hospitalized. I believe he's in assisted living right now. Um, I think it just progressively got worse recently. So the trustee noted in these documents that the firm's records were so poorly kept and outdated that they may not have listed all of the debtors' uh, causes of action or potential causes of action against third parties as assets. This is unbelievable. It could be even greater, the actual total. I, I, this is such a strange story because she still 
filming. Uh, she, she's still they, doing. They were filming. The episode is, the season a, is still going. But the episodes have already been shot. Okay. So and she had talked about it. And if I were her lawyer, I'd be like, "Get out of there! Yeah. What are you doing? Don't talk about this stuff." So she's not saying much, but she's completely denying that she had anything to do with it or knowledge of this. I, I kind of believe her, but I don't understand how you don't question things. How do you not, yeah. like, honey, how are we able to live in this $60 million home? You know, when you're so loaded, though, when you have so much money, um, I don't know. Think about if you if you stopped a hundred couples on the street. I bet you'd find at least thirty or forty of those couples who don't have an accurate understanding of what their checking account is today, or how much money is in the four hundred one k, how much money is in a savings account. I think a lot of couples turn a blind eye. It seems more egregious when it's when you add commas when it's hundreds of millions of dollars that are floating yes. around that makes it seem more egregious but fact of the matter is everybody who lives paycheck to paycheck i don't think most couples have a really firm understanding both parties as to how much money they actually sure. have in their well accounts if i'm doing the math right she married this guy when she was 30 and he was 72. i just think even just looking at his age you'd go maybe we should start talking about it things because i'm probably going to outlive you oh burn first date yowzer don't harsh <laughs> well, my I mellow didn't mean man first date but you've been married for 20 years what do you think his pickup line was he's 72 she's 30. had something to do with pickleball i don't know that pickleball was a thing the way it is now okay well but I, he's very charming the guy is very charming flirty when you see him speak you kind of get it 20 years ago what I, you don't see it because you're young no 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 it's not that i don't see it. it's just look anytime you talk about a 72 year old super rich guy and then a much younger a 30 year old beautiful woman Mm -hmm. It's very difficult, very tough to not be cynical about this. Right. You know, it's just... Uh, yeah, I don't think she was like, he's so hot, I need to marry him. It's just, it's real, and, and we shouldn't judge it as being some money grab. It's just tough when you lay it out on paper. It's tough to not say that, boy, that looks like a, a money grab. But uh. I'm not saying that she... I, I actually... I can understand how she wouldn't know what was going on with her finances. I do, too. I, 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 I can, that. too, because she just counted on him. To, he was the money guy. Yeah. You know, he was the money guy, and she was the arm candy. Well, not to mention, there was there's money that he could push off to other accounts that she wouldn't see and say, oh, it's tied up in the business. That could mean a myriad of different things. Well, so, and then he transferred $25 million into her business. I'd be like, hey, where's this money coming from? I own this business. I should know. I don't know. I, I just think seen it enough people get burned that you should probably, everybody tonight, take a little peeky at your checking peaky account and your numbers. Lou, I'm talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that does it for day one of the Donna and Steve Hello. show out here at the Minnesota State Fair. We're 
here on the Chanhassen Dinner Theater's stage. Colleen and Bradley coming in next. Lori and Julia will be here after that. Uh, if, you come out, if you come out, pack a raincoat. Good night, everybody. Bye.